Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 97.3 The Fan is proud to bring you high school football coverage. We'll take an in-depth look at what's going on around high school football in the San Diego section with the coach, John Cantera. This is absolutely fantastic that we're getting the high school football back on the air because high school football in San Diego is big time. And Braden Surprenant. Elian Noah to the near side, cuts it to 35-40, runs right up the hash mark, he goes to the far side, breaks the tackle to 40, 35-30, 25-20, one man to beat, 15-10. Five, reaches the end zone, touchdown Helix. From player and coach interviews to game picks and breakdowns of the best matchups of the week, we've got you covered on the High School Football Show on 97.3 The Fan. And welcome back. Coach John Cantero, Braden Suprena going to join me at the bottom of the hour and we'll uh, break down uh, not only uh, some of the big games tomorrow night, but we'll also uh, take a look at some of the rankings around San Diego as we get just a little bit closer to a uh, playoff action. Just a programming note, next Thursday night is Halloween and Braden and I are going to take that night off. Uh, we figured uh, a lot of people are going to be out trick-or-treating with their families, and players are going to want to do things uh, with their buddies. Coaches got kids. and So we're taking next Thursday night off. But two weeks from tonight, we'll be back in, and that will be the night before the first round of the playoffs. So uh, make a programming note. Uh, two weeks from tonight, we'll ba- be back on with our high school football show. And our high school football show is sponsored by the Eric Paredes Save-A-Life Foundation and their team of medical professionals who urge you to screen your teen on November 3rd to prevent sudden cardiac arrest. Register for a free heart screening at epsavealife.org slash the fan. And want to remind everyone, when they have these heart screenings, it's open for ages 12 to 25. And I was talking with Maureen Legg uh, from uh, the Eric Paredes Save-A-Life uh, Foundation Uh, yesterday and she goes coach make sure you let your listening audience know that we want college kids to come and get screened as well so it's from 12 to 25 and again just uh, go online to register for the next heart screening coming up on november 3rd at epsavealife.org slash the fan no charge you'll be in and out uh, before you know it and uh, who knows uh, every time they have these heart screenings uh, they find uh a few uh, people that need a little bit more help, and uh, they save lives. So uh, take advantage of that. Yeah, we're going to get out right now. We're going to jump around the county. We're going to get reports tonight from the North County and the East County. We're going to start off with our buddy Drew Cowell up in the North County. He's got three big ball games to break down. Carlsbad at La Costa Canyon, Oceanside at Torrey Pines, and a big one tomorrow night at legendary Dick Haynes Stadium. You've got Rancher Bernardo taking on the Vista Panthers. Drew, welcome. How are you tonight? Great, Coach. How are you? I'm doing well. We got uh, three really good ball games tomorrow night uh, in the North County. Let's start with that Carlsbad-La Costa Canyon game. Yeah, we have uh, LCC coming in after a tough loss against Mission Hills at 4-4 four and four and 2-2 two and two in the Avocado League. Um, they'll lead to um, they'll lean on their defense led by Ozzie Nichols and Jason Tezzi, DNs. 
Their defense is really solid, only allowing 12 points per game this season. And uh, they'll look to quiet Carlsbad's hot offense, led by QB Aiden Aiden Stayen and running back Norwood Mazio, who has averaged 101 yards a game in the five he's played in. And they also have one of the best defenses in the county. The CIF has a number a number four right now in the CIF rankings, just sneaking into that last open division playoff spot. So in this one, I'm looking for a defensive battle. And uh, they're two familiar foes. LCC will look to pull off the upset that they just barely missed out on last week versus uh, Uprising Mission Hills team. Drew, uh, we got Oceanside 5-3 and three going down to Falcons Stadium to take on the Torrey Pines Falcons, who are right now four and four on the year they got a win last week but uh the falcons have had a very uh, uh up and down year to this point yeah they'll look to bounce back and look to get their season back on track with this game being at home and look to pull off the upset versus a good oceanside team um they're very battle tested this year both teams are but especially oceanside they're coming in at five and three and two and two in league play They'll look to Kavika to make off, to break some uh, special plays off versus Tory, which he's more than capable of doing, averaging 133 yards a game with 11 touchdowns. Look for Oceanside to come in focused and ready for a test that a desperate Tory team is ready to give them tomorrow night. That ought to be a good one. And uh, the final game, we got Rancher Bernardo going over to Vista. Uh, Rancher Bernardo right now 6-2. and two. Vista 6-2. and two. They had a forfeit loss. Other than that, they would be 7-1. Uh, and one. But it's pretty much for the league title tomorrow night, isn't it? Yep, it's for the potential league title. Vista coming in at 6-2, and two, pro league record. Um, they're facing one of their toughest opponents this year when it comes to RB, 6-2, and 4-0 oh in league play as well. They'll come to visit Vista in this potential league deciding league title deciding game. RB will look to run the ball as well as Vista with their well wing T uh, run heavy offense, led by a three headed monster consisting of Desmond Tua averaging 120 yards, David Flores averaging 142 yards a game, and Brian Kelly pitching in 638 yards on the ground himself. Them as a team are one of the top rushing attacks in the entire state, averaging almost 400 yards a game per contest. Um, RV is more balanced, and they'll still look for that ball control type single back formation style offense, but they'll still look to run the ball more. And um, this is a fantastic match. I'm excited to see it go down tomorrow night. Yeah, it should be uh, some good games uh, in North County. we got some good matchups all the way around, uh, I think, in the county tomorrow night as we uh, get just a little bit closer to the end of the regular season tomorrow night and next Friday night. Then they'll have the seeding meeting, and we'll get into the playoffs. Hey, Drew, uh, great job. We're off on Halloween, and we'll be back two weeks from tonight, so we'll look forward to hearing from you then. Yeah, great stuff going on with the heart um, screenings, too. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Drew, uh, good job, buddy. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right, great to hear from you, Coach. There you go. Drew Cowell uh, covering our North County. We're going to be getting an East County report uh, coming up here in about uh, five or six minutes. But I want to take a look at some of the standings. In the Avocado League, uh, Carlsbad right now sitting at a nice 5-0. and oh. uh, Mission Hills at 3-1. and one. Oceanside 2-2. Two and two. La Costa Canyon 2-2. Two and two. El Camino 1-3. and three. Torrey Pines 1-3. and three. San Marcos 
surprisingly one and four. Uh, some overall records. Carlsbad right now doing a heck of a job. They're seven and one on the year. Uh, their uh, only loss, I believe, was to Lawndale earlier in the year out out of uh, section. Mission Hills. Chris Hauser got that team rolling right now. They're six and two overall. Oceanside, Coach Rodriguez, five and three. Uh, Coach Sovacol's team uh, at La Costa Canyon, four and four. El Camino at three and five. Torrey Pines, four and four overall. In San Marcos at uh, three and five. So uh, tomorrow night, uh, Carlsbad. Uh, I'll tell you what, uh, they, they've got a good team. We saw them a few weeks ago where they just pasted my alma mater, Torrey Pines. I mean, they pasted them good that night, uh, 42-7. to They're playing some great football. Uh, they've got some uh, good skill players. they got a good quarterback in Aiden Sand. And, uh, boy, Cole Wright, that wide receiver they have, I was so impressed with him, as was uh, Noah Vela. Noah Vela, a uh, guy that can catch it out of the backfield. He can play wide receiver. He does a little bit of everything. So uh, Carlsbad, they're going to be a, a team that I think right now may get into that open division playoff. We'll have to wait and see how those rankings come out. But I really like the way uh, they look right now. And uh, if they can stay healthy, they ought to be uh, uh, quite a team to be reckoned with come playoff time. We're going to step aside. When we come back, we're going to go out to the East County. We'll be joined by Adam Paul from EC Preps. He'll break down the five games for or four games for us tonight. Granite Hills at Helix. Of course, uh, Helix loses a great running back, Elian Noah. Steel Canyon 8-0. They're going to travel down to Grossmont. Grossmont's sitting at 6-2 and two right now. El Capitan getting their first victory of the season last week. Uh, they're going to Valhalla tomorrow night, and West Hills will be on the road at Mount Miguel. We'll break those four games down. When we return, Coach John Cantera, Braden Soprano going to join me at the bottom of the hour. We're going to 11 o'clock. Thanks for joining us tonight right here on 97.3 The Fan. Brooks Mutah, running back for the Santana Sultans, and Santana plays here on 97.3 The Fan. Good job by uh, Brooks Mutah, the running back, defensive end out of Santana. He joined us in studio, as did his teammate, quarterback Nathan Temple, and head coach Tim Estes from uh, Santana High School. They've got a bye tomorrow night. They're 8-1 and one on the year. Uh, doing a great job, ranked number uh, one in Division Four right now, and they'll close out their uh, regular season a week from tomorrow night uh, at home against the El Cajon Valley Braves. So uh, we appreciate those gentlemen stopping by tonight to the ready, program. Uh, ready to go. Uh, we're going to go out left to the, in the regular right season, now, and then buddy bingo, we're going to be into the playoffs. Adam Paul joins interesting us year on 97 3 the fan. Adam, basically, we got in the middle two. of August. Yeah, it really has been. Um, like you said, only a couple more weeks. It's basically the fight to the finish uh, <laughs> for a lot of these teams, um, especially with the uh, the rankings that came out. Everybody is now, you know, kind of know where you're at pretty much, and you're fighting for that whatever playoff spot um, these next couple weeks. Hey, let's uh, start. Uh, you got four games to break down. Let's start off with Granite Hills. All of a sudden, uh, things have come to a, a screeching halt there for Coach Kellen Cobbs. They're really struggling the last uh, two or three weeks, and now uh, not going to be any easier going down the road to take on the Helix Highlanders, who are seven and one, even though they've lost Elion Noah. Yeah, you know Granite Hills. They've lost four straight for the first time since 2016. Overall, um, Helix. Um, has defeated the Heat Eagles seven straight times, including 13 of 14 um, this century. As you said, Elion Noah um, for Helix is out for the rest of the year, suffering that injury um, a couple weeks ago. 
but that it won't um <clears throat> excuse me that won't stop the highlanders from um doing their thing as uh del sean trailer combined with a sophomore running back christian washington um have teamed up um excuse me have teamed up in the backfield uh last week they rushed for a combined 306 yards and four touchdowns and a huge win over grossmont to uh keep the musket um at, at helix also in that game senior keontae scott scored on a 70 yard reception from uh, quarterback cameron brown um and also returned an interception 51 yards for another uh, for another score against the hillers uh granted um Again, was stunned by previously winless El Cap 25-23 out in Lakeside last Friday night. In that game for the Eagles, senior Camden Vance uh, booted three field goals for the Eagles, while junior quarterback Justice McComb rushed for a touchdown and threw a 62-yard score to uh, junior Matthew Keeley. Um, In that game, McComb threw for 375 yards on 21 of 38 passing and the touchdown, but unfortunately he was intercepted twice. Uh, you know, last year, the um, Grand Hills played Helix Tough. I know you guys broadcasted this game. It was tied 14-14 at the half. And then, unfortunately, the wheels fell apart for the Eagles as Helix outscored them 42-7 to in the second half to win that game 56-21. Uh, right now, the Highlanders come into the contest ranked number two in the latest CIF rankings and number 10 in the state, while Granite Hills comes in at number 15. Like I said, they've um, now lost um, about three, three or four games in a row now, which is their longest touch streak since 2016, um, since they lost four in a row. And the Highlanders come into the contest riding a six-game winning streak. Hey, Adam, I want to ask you about a, a player at Helix, Keontae Scott. He plays on both sides of the ball. He's really having a big year. I mean, I was real impressed with him that night when they beat Cathedral, but I've been watching some of the highlights on Friday night. I mean, this kid's really, uh, I don't know what people thought about him going into the year, but he's having an all-CIF type year right now. It's my understanding he came into the, came into the, he's, he's a transfer from Las Vegas, so, and he came just before the season started, and like like you, Coach, I you know, I had not heard of him before, and the first couple of weeks, you know, I've seen the highlights and um, was asking Ramon Scott and Ramon Scott said the same thing, you know, just based on the highlights, this kid, he's amazing. And he's really stepped in and contributed and stepped up for the Highlanders. And like you said, he's going to definitely get some consideration, I think, for um, when we decide all CIF this year. Yeah, I think he's been one of the more impressive uh, performers, uh, really, when you consider he plays on both sides of the ball. And I'm sure his name will be brought up at the All-CIF meeting. Hey, let's get to the Steel Canyon-Grossmont game. You got Steel Canyon 8-0. You got Grossmont. uh, And again, uh, Grossmont, you know, they're trying to to make uh, their way. They're number nine this week in the CIF rankings. And you take a look at Steel Canyon right now. They're hanging in there at number three uh, in the open division. Yeah, this one's interesting um, because, you know, Steel Canyon – Obviously dominated their game last week against Valhalla, 49 to seven, to retain the Hamashaw Helmet Trophy, and of course Grossmont um, losing to Helix, uh, 54 to 14. Um, um, excuse me, to Helix last week, and like I said, 54 to 14. Um, you know, if Grossmont can get on track in this game, they actually have a shot to make it another a second consecutive tri championship year. Uh, for the, for that for the uh, Grossmont Hills um, League, 
if Grossmont wins, obviously, on Friday night, and then, of course, Steel Canyon beats Helix the following week. Which they did um, last year. Yes. Um, yeah, most de- de- yes, they did. Um, in the, for Steel Canyon, unfortunately, um, some injury news. Uh, senior running back and linebacker, Junior Akintunde, he actually will miss the remainder of the se- remainder of the season with a knee injury. So that's a big injury note for the Cougars um, on their defense, which so far has been very impressive. And um, it's been so impressive that they are one of the top defensive units um, in the county. And also, according to the report, uh, to the stats, the second in the section, only allowing 67 total points. Um, one of the big players, um, Via Amu um, Morse, um, had a couple of sacks last week in that big win over Valhalla. Um, also for Steel Canyon, Chance Johnson had um, two kickoff returns for touchdowns in that win last week against Valhalla. And also, he also received a scholarship offer from San Jose State, which was his first Division One offer so far um, on the season. Uh, for the Hillers, um, Jamie Odom passed for 225 um, in that loss to Helix. And uh, Robert Tucker, who was held um, rushing, um, didn't do much on the, on the ground, but he did catch five balls for 103 yards and a touchdown in that blowout loss. Um, to the um, <clears throat> Helix Highlanders. Again, with this game at Grossmont, um, it's going to be really interesting to see if Grossmont can bounce back and set the tone early. Um, as in the as in the games I've seen Steel Canyon play, their defense just doesn't allow anything early on, and once they get rolling, it's really hard to it's been really hard to move the ball against that potent um, Cougar defense. We're visiting with Adam Paul from EC Preps, breaking down some of the games out in East County tomorrow night. You've got El Capitan, 1-7. and seven. They get a win last week. They're going against Valhalla, who got off to a, a quick start this year, but they're uh, scuffling right now at 3-5. and five. And, of course, uh, right now they're playing in the Grossmont Hills League. Next year, both El Capitan and Valhalla going to be in the Grossmont Valley League. Yeah, you know, I heard you talking to Coach Estes about that earlier. Um when I heard that vote go down in that favor, I uh, like Coach Estes. I, I it didn't doesn't make any sense to me um, to have a seven teams on that side and four on the other. Um, like Coach Estes was saying, the scheduling it's going to be really hard for those four teams next year. And of course, you know, on the seven, it's you know it's already clogged up. Um, so that's going to be really interesting to see what happens um, with that next year. But for um, El Cap, you know, they got the huge win against um, Granite Hills last week, 25-23, um, on their 60th anniversary homecoming. That actually shot them right back into the playoffs um, for Division Three In the latest CIF rankings, um, both teams right now are currently in playoff positions with uh, Valhalla coming in at number eight, while the Vaqueros jumped to that number 12 spot. So with this game, could mean – could result in one one or both teams' inclusion or exclusion in the Division III um, postseason um, come seeding time in a couple weeks. Um, again, last week, Valhalla lost 49-7 to against Steel Cannon. In that game, senior running back Keegan Baker ran for 82 yards in the touchdown in that game, while uh, teammate Ryan Perot recorded an interception on defense. 
Um, in the big win against the Eagles, though, Vaccaro senior quarterback Wick Hauser had 255 total yards of offense, uh, passed for a touchdown, and ran for another. Sophomore Savion Yokely had four receptions for 115 yards and a pair of picks on defense. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to see what happens there. It's going to be, I think, a really close game. Um, two evenly matched teams. Uh, you know, it, again, like I said, it's going to this game could determine who makes who makes or misses the playoffs for Division Three. Adam, final ball game. West Hills five and three uh, going uh, down to take on the Mount Miguel Matadors, who check in at four and four. Tell you what, Coach, this game has big implications. After that um, shock, the shot blowout loss by the Sultans to Monta Vista and West Hills, um, now is shot back into a possible tri-championship um, opportunity here. They, first off, you know, like I said, they got to beat Mount Miguel. Um, <clears throat> Wolfpack, um, again, like I said, is currently in position to play for at least a share of the league title. They beat Escondido last week 14-7. to um, they beat the Matadors eight of the last 11 matchups. Matt Miguel last week defeated Oklahoma Valley 49-7. to um, This game will feature one of the more electric players in all the county in Jaheim Allen Pompey, who last week had nine receptions for 201 yards and three touchdowns against Oklahoma Valley, while quarterback Jacob Laverdier passed for 348 yards on 18-27 passing and four touchdowns. Pompey, um, like Keontae Scott, coaches you know should be definitely considered for some all cif um recognition he actually according to reports leads the nation um in receiving yards with yardage with 1493 yards averaging 186.6 yards a game on the season he has 69 catches for 1493 yards and 17 touchdowns he actually has a chance to break the all-time cif section mark of 1742 yards receiving Set by Malachi Russell of Orange Glen back in 2016. In that game against um, El Cajon Valley, which was really cool because, um, uh, excuse me, um, Clifton Thomas, who was an all uh, Grossmont receiver back in 2005, Pompey Allen actually broke the Grossmont Conference record, surpassing both A.J. Conte of El Cap and also Clifton Thomas. So now um, with Pompey leading, um, like I said, set the all-time Grossmont conference record uh, for receiving yards. For West Hills, Cole Klingerman, who actually is one of the more underrated players in all the county, especially in the Grossmont League, he intercepted his second pass of the game against the Cougars with one hundred, excuse me, with a minute 15 to play and returned it 43 yards for what ended up being the game-deciding touchdown in that 14-7 win. Um, and actually, that win actually bolstered the Pack's playoff chances. Um, in that game again, in the game tomorrow, or see, yeah, tomorrow night against the Matadors, Clearman will more than likely have the job of covering Alan Pompey. So that'll be an inter- interesting matchup. What game are you going to be at tomorrow night? I'm actually going to be at the El Cap at the Hall again. Okay, great. Well, hey, we're off next week because of Halloween, uh, and I'm not dressing up, and I'm not going to a Halloween party. <laughs> Braden is. Uh, he's going, I think, as Batman. Uh, but okay. uh, we'll be uh, back uh, two weeks from tonight, and of course uh, that'll be the night before the first playoff game. So we'll look forward to having you on. Thanks, Coach. I really appreciate it. There you go, uh, Adam Paul from East County from EC Preps. Nice enough to uh, get us a, a nice rundown of some of the big ball games out in East County tomorrow night. You got Granite Hills at Helix, Steel Canyon, 
traveling down to Grossmont, El Cap, going against the Valhalla Norseman, West Hills at Mount Miguel. We're uh, past the bottom of the hour. We'll take a timeout. Braden Soprano going to join me. We're going to take a look at some of the other matchups. We're going to take a look at the rankings as well. Coach John Contreras, the high school football show right here on 97.3 The Fan. Hey, this is Drew Wessling, head football coach at Hilltop. You're listening to the High School Football Show on 97.3 The Fan. And thanks for joining us tonight here on the High School Football Show on 97.3 The Fan. Again, programming note, next Thursday night, Halloween. Braden and I are taking the night off. We figure a lot of the uh, players that we like to uh, bring into studio, they're going to be out with their buddies hanging out uh, with their uh, teammates and friends and girlfriends and all that good stuff that you do as a as a high schooler. And uh, We uh, also uh, were thinking about the coaches. A lot of the coaches have kids. They want to go trick-or-treating, and we didn't want to put the uh, stress on them to uh, – uh, come on the program. So we'll take next uh, Thursday night off. Of course, we'll be off on uh, Thanksgiving night as well. But uh, two weeks from tonight, we'll be back in. And, boy, that'll be a great show. Braden uh, Soprano joining me now on 97.3 The Fan. Braden, uh, two weeks from tonight, uh, boy, we're going to be breaking it down uh, big time with the uh, uh, playoffs starting the next night. Absolutely. I love I love high school playoff uh, time of the year. It's always uh, fun. Uh, those first-round games are always enjoyable, and I'm curious to see how these playoffs play out. And, you know, looking on the uh, high school football pod, when we were uh, doing the high school football podcast earlier this week, which you can uh, go listen to on 97throughthefansd.com or on the .com app, uh, we started going through these rankings and potential matchups in the uh, playoffs and where we think teams are going to finish. And um, there's a lot of great matchups in all divisions, divisions one through four, uh, and even five that are going to be fun to watch that I want to go out and be able to cover. We're not going to be able to cover all the games, of course. but um, <laughs> You and I would do about games. three games a week if, if we could because we, we, we love doing it. And, of course, during the playoffs, we're going to have a couple of uh, weekends where we're doing games on Friday and Saturday. Yeah, we got a couple doubleheaders coming up. Of course, we'll have a semifinal playoff game, uh, either Division One through Division Four, And then the next day, we've got the Open Championship game. And then the following week, we'll do Division Two's championship game on that Friday and the Division One game, uh, championship game on that Saturday. All of those, of course, at Southwestern College. Uh, there's a lot of get, there's a lot of great potential matchups that are out there. I'm excited to see it. I uh, want to remind everyone, Braden and I are going to be up in uh, Valley Center tomorrow. It's going to be a fun day. We're going to have ten hours of broadcasting here on 97.3 The Fan from the uh, uh, great uh, little town up there, Valley Center. Uh, looking forward to being at A1 Irrigation. Uh, we'll have the talk show from 12 to 3. Gwen and Chris, their program will uh, get underway at 3 o'clock right down the street at Valley Center High School. And then Braden and I get a little uh, something to eat and uh, come down the road, and we'll get ready to call that ball game tomorrow night between Escondido and Valley Center. The kickoff right here on 97.3 The Fan and Radio.com. We'll be at 7 o'clock. Brain, let's take a look at the CIF rankings uh, this week. Let's take a look right now at uh, Division 5. And, again, uh, eight teams will get in the playoffs in Division 5. But right now, uh, if we were playing tomorrow night, uh, the rankings right now, you've got number one, Vincent Memorial. You've got number two, Castle Park. Number three, Holtville. And number four, Palo Verde Valley. Uh, number uh, five and six, you got Mission Bay at number five, Crawford at number six, El Cajon Valley seven, and Francis Parker eight. Uh, your thoughts on that? 
Uh, I really like Vincent Memorial in this bracket. Of course, uh, Castle Park comes in at number two. I really like them as well. Uh, they're also eight and all. Uh, we'll see how much of a, a challenge it's going to be for Mission Bay, Crawford. Uh, they got to travel out to Holtville and uh, Palo Verde Valley, which is uh, you know in Blythe, uh, California. It's way out there, and that that might be a deciding factor for a lot of these teams because travel is going to play effect. Uh, Vincent Memorial versus Francis Parker, Castle Park versus El Cajon Valley, Holtville against Crawford, Palo Verde Valley, Mission Bay. Um, not the greatest matchups in the first round, but I'm curious to see Vincent Memorial potentially play Castle Park. I know it's cliche picking the one and two, but I really like the one and two in Division Five. And uh, in Division One through four, you have 12 teams. In the open division, you have four. And again, in Division Five, you have eight teams. Let's go to Division Four right now. And we had uh, right now the number one ranked team in Division Four in studio tonight. They're eight and one, Santana, followed by number two, Sarah Montgomery. Uh, Freddie Dunkel doing a nice job in his second year down there with the Aztecs. Uh, they're checking in again at number three. La Jolla Country Day at number four. Then on the outside looking in right now, of uh, getting a bye that first week is Patrick Henry, Mount Miguel, and Orange Glen and Escondido uh, at seven and eight. And of course, uh, Orange Glen a year ago, uh, not only uh, did they uh, win a title here in San Diego, they also got to the state title game where they got beat. Yeah, so Orange Glen, uh, you know, another team that uh, you know, I might look out for finishing it up. Coronado, Tri City Christian, Classical Academy, Mar Vista would all. Uh, finish into the playoffs if it ended today uh, i really like the top half of this bracket of course santana i really like the way they're playing right now and the way nathan temple's playing uh quarterback for the sultans sarah's doing an, uh, a really good job they started the season off slow but they've been able to rip off a lot of wins i really like montgomery in the south bay i think montgomery's going to win their league uh, pretty handedly and then you start going down the list patrick henry has a five seed you know, that's a potential sleeper team to potentially get in the uh Hey, J.T. O'Sullivan's done a really nice job in his first year out there. There's a really good game tomorrow night between uh, Patrick Henry and Script Ranch. I'm curious to see how that one ends as well. But I, I really like Patrick Henry as a dark horse in this tournament. I like Montgomery. Of course, you can't go wrong with Santana or Sarah near the top half of the bracket. But this is, I, I know it's Division Four, but there's a lot of evenly matched teams uh, in this bracket, I'm excited to see this one play out. And uh, Division Three uh, right now, uh, Scripps Ranch, uh, Marlon Gardnera got his team uh, playing some great football right now. They're undefeated on the year. They're number one in Division Three, followed by Drew Wesling. They have one loss. Uh, the Hilltop Lancers, San Diego High, La Jolla at number four. And then you've got two teams uh, in the section, but from outside of San Diego, they're down in the Imperial Valley. you got Central High School, Brawley, and then Modern Day Catholic. And I'm going to tell you right now, we've seen Modern Day Catholic early in the year, and they had their struggles on defense, but they've got some weapons. they got one of the best uh, talented athletes in the county in Aiden Calvert. I like their uh, quarterback, Tre Trevor Appleman. And that defense with a lot of those youngsters on that defensive side of the ball, they're getting better. They're starting to get it, too. And you like uh, Trey Edwards, their middle linebacker, uh, freshman. He's going to be a, a hell of a football player uh, down the road. He's already a really good football player. I really like Modern Day in this in this, uh, in, in this division. I do, too. Uh, they're a sleeper team. I don't know how much of a sleeper team they are. I think a lot of people know how good Modern Day is going to be. Um, you know, I was talking with John Joyner, their head coach, and he was saying, you know, we just got to focus on us and, and, and keep winning games. I'm going to tell you right now, Modern Day is a favorite of mine to win this, and they're going to have to open up the playoffs 
you know, potentially on the road. I mean, they're going to have to make I – mean, they're, they're right now in a home spot uh, in the first round, but they don't get a bye. They're going to have to travel the next round. But I really like Modern Day at 7. I'm curious to see how Valhalla does at 8. And then El Cap right now uh, would sneak in to get a 12 seed over Kearney. Um, you know, Kearney would be the first team out. So I'm curious to see how that plays out. That El Cap win over uh, Granite Hills obviously played a huge role and then uh, getting a playoff spot potentially as we see the next two weeks play out. I really like this might be my favorite division to watch in terms of the playoffs. You got Script Ranchers undefeated. We saw Hilltop play. We know how they can move the ball. San Diego High, um, you know, won it last year. Uh, La Jolla's playing a lot better. I really love Modern Day Catholic. Uh, you got Keegan Baker, the running back of Valhalla, who's an X-Factor. This one, I think, is up for grabs, and uh, you know you know it's up for grabs when I'm picking a seven seed potentially to win this thing. I'll tell you what's going to be up for grabs, Division Two. I mean, you take a look right now. Bishops, they got the great junior quarterback who's uh, uh, committed to Notre Dame, Tyler Buckner, putting up some unbelievable numbers, both throwing the ball, running the ball. You got Santa Fe Christian at number two, San Pasquale at number three, Christian at number four, and then you've got Morse, Vista, Vista ought to be ranked higher to me. I mean, Vista's six and two. They they had to forfeit that first game of the year to St. Margaret's uh, from outside the section. Vista's right there at number six. You got Poway at number seven. Otay Ranch at number eight. Uh, this division here, I think, is going to be uh, very interesting. And you know what? Right now, when I look at it, the Vista Panthers look pretty good in this division, even though they're going to have to play week one if the rankings stay the same. Yeah, so the thing with Vista, which I think is very interesting, is if this was last season and they're going with the Cal Preps ratings, they're actually number one in Division Two in the Cal Preps ratings, and in the CIF rankings, they're six. So you go from being the number one overall seed to huh. not even having a bye in the first round of the playoffs. I don't know how that's going to work out. I think that's the biggest um, disappointment in terms of the CIF rankings, I think, is right here in Division Two uh, with Vista, because I think Vista is the best team in Division Two. I'm going to tell you right now, we said it on the High School Football Podcast, there is not a single team in Division Two that wants to play Vista. Absolutely not. Nobody wants to play Vista. There's not going to be a single team that's going to want to uh, get Vista on their side of the bracket. Uh, they're my pick to win. I like Poway, too, hovering around that seven spot. I'm curious to see uh, you know, how Valley Center and Point Loma do. They're the 11 and 12, potentially. Uh, but this this league's, or this division's going to have a lot of good first-round matchups. It's going to have a lot of good second-round matchups. Um, and then, of course, uh, Christian and Morse are back-to-back. Um, but if uh, you are back-to-back -back with a team that you have played head-to-head, -head, whoever won that matchup gets the, the nod. So right now, Morse would have the uh, the last bye uh, in Division Two. But I, I like a lot of teams in this league. I think Bishops and Santa Fe Christian are a little high in terms of the ratings. Um, but we'll see if it what plays out and what happens. But like I said, I really like the Vista Panthers in Division Two this year. You know, Braden, uh, when we take a look, uh, and again, it's the Division One rankings, but the top four teams in Division One rankings – become the open division. And, and right now you've got Cathedral Catholic, Helix, Steel Canyon, uh, Carlsbad. And, and I can't argue with that. I mean, I guess I could uh, say St. Augustine should be in there. But, uh, again, St. Augustine got a couple of losses. I know they lost last week uh, to Cathedral Catholic. But, you know, Steel Canyon's undefeated. Uh, we'll see how they do here in a couple of weeks against uh, Helix. But Carlsbad's had a great year. You and I have seen them. We've seen Helix. We've seen Cathedral Catholic. Those are all bona fide open division type ball clubs right now. So if you went uh, right now, it'd be Cathedral Catholic 1, Helix 2, Steel Canyon 3, Carlsbad 4, and then dropping down to Division 1 would be St. Augustine, Madison, Mission Hills, Lincoln in that order right now. But a lot of things could change over the next couple of weeks. 
Yeah, a lot of things can change, but as I look at it right now, I think it's a five it's a five team race for four spots for the open. Uh you look at it, Cathedral Helix, they're they're in their own tier. They got eighteen points is their rating each, and then there's a little bit of a drop off, so they're pretty much safe uh throughout. I'm curious to see what a Helix loss to Steel Canyon might do. I think Helix has done enough where they're at least locked in to an open uh, playoff spot. Then you got Steel Canyon, Carlsbad, and Saints, I think, are all battling for a spot. I think Madison is barely hanging on by a thread. They're going to need a lot of uh, help in order to get the open open division. And then you got the rest of the uh, the pack. Mission Hills is too far away. They're going to need a lot of teams. Mission Hills is playing pretty well right now. They, they are seem playing to pretty kind well. of found their sea legs. They've played pretty well, but I think the open uh, division is out of reach for them. I could see them getting the one seed potentially in Division One if they went out and things go their way. But um, I, I look to see Madison all the way down the list in Division One. I honestly think St. Augustine, Cathedral, and Helix should all definitely be in the open division. Um, the only reason I wouldn't have all three of those plus Carlsbad would be if Steel Canyon goes undefeated and beats Helix. Then I think Steel Canyon gets the nod. But I, I think the best four teams in San Diego um, are, are Cathedral, Helix, uh, Carlsbad, and Saints. Uh, not in that particular order, but just in general. Uh, I, would I see Steel Canyon in the in the uh, in the open? I, I just don't. I have a hard time seeing them. Uh, be able to compete with the other three teams around him, but you know we we will we'll see that next week when they go against Helix. Well, we'll uh, find out. No question about that. I'll tell you one of the teams I'm kind of surprised. We saw them earlier in the year, and they lost a tough game that night to Oceanside. But San Marcos, they're really struggling. They're only three and five. Torrey got them last week. Yeah, they're dropping like a rock. They're currently uh, dead last in the uh, Division One rankings, uh, coming in at 16. Uh, of course, they'd be playing. Um, in, in the Division One bracket, because everybody makes the uh, div everyone that's in Division One makes the playoffs, um, just the way everything goes. So uh, at this point, you know they would be playing Grossmont if there was a potential. But the, get a load of these matchups, Coach. You got Gross first round if the, everything stayed put. You'd have Grossmont and San Marcos. You'd have Granite Hills playing at Rancho Bernardo. You'd have Torrey Pines LCC uh, back to back weeks, and then you'd have East Lake uh, going to Oceanside. That would be a pretty fun uh, Division One bracket. Um, I, I'm curious to see how this one plays out. Again, like I said, I think there's five teams battling for four spots in the Open, um, but I don't think it really matters, uh, Open or D1. I think all of those games are going to be fun to watch. Hey, Braden, uh, we've got a few minutes here. you got some games that you want to take us through uh, tomorrow night. Again, uh, tomorrow night and uh, next Friday night, and then all of a sudden everybody will get together at the CIF office and figure out the uh, playoffs, and that's always interesting, and uh, you normally cuss and discuss uh, the way those come out, but uh, you know what? Uh, overall, I think it's been a pretty good year to this point. Uh, I'm hoping, and I would certainly think the playoffs are going to be always exciting, and uh, we're going to be covering a lot of them. We'll have uh, uh, playoff games each and every uh, Friday night, and then, of course, uh, on Thanksgiving weekend, we'll have a game on Friday night, Saturday. The following week, we'll have the Division Two, Division One championships on Friday and Saturday night, so we've got a lot of high school football still to come on 97.3 The Fan, and again, tomorrow night, we're going to be up at Valley Center. It'll be Escondido taking on Valley Center at 7 o'clock right here on 97.3 The Fan and the Radio.com app. And if you're up in Valley Center tomorrow, come on by A1 Irrigation. I'm going to be out there. Brad, you out there with me. We're going to be broadcasting from 12 to 3 tomorrow, and then we're going to uh, go down the uh, road, get a little dinner, and head down to Valley Center High School and get ready for that ball game tomorrow night.
right, Braden, what do you got for me tonight? Well, there's a really good big game. We go through the list here um, that uh, Cal Preps provides, and it's in order of league, uh, alphabetical order in terms of league. But that fir- very first game on the list is a huge game in the Avocado League just because of the implication it, it uh, per, uh, you know puts on the uh, game because if Carlsbad loses that game and Mission Hills wins, they would be co-champions. They don't have tiebreakers in terms of head-to-head and league championships out here in San Diego um, in high school football. So Carlsbad needs to win that game in order to uh, become a league champion. It's their last Avocado League game as they play at La Costa Canyon. I think this is going to be a really good game. It's going to be a pretty close game according to Cal Preps. Cal Preps has Carlsbad winning 21-14. Well, La Costa Canyon needs to win this game tomorrow night. I mean, they're they're starting to kind of go south again, I think. Yeah, they are. I mean, they're at 4-4 four and four right now in the year. Uh, they're looking at it at 11 C or uh, you know they're looking at uh, having a play in the first round. A win against Carlsbad would definitely give them a big boost and potentially you know give them a first round bye in the playoffs if they get a win over Carlsbad. Uh, Carlsbad needs that win because they want to lock up an Avocado League championship uh, and, and and solidify a spot in the uh, open division. What else you got for me over there tomorrow night? I really like the Patrick Henry at Script Ranch game. Uh, that, this one. game is going to be a battle for the City League Championship. Uh, Script Ranch, according to Cal Preps, is projected to win pretty handedly, 48-21. Uh, but you never know what t- uh, Patrick Henry team you're going to get. You're going to get the team that uh, you know knocked off uh, you know a lot of good teams here in San Diego, or you're going to get the team that lost to Morse in a route. Patrick Henry's going to score a lot of points. Script Ranch is undefeated. They're very disciplined. Uh, they play good football as well. I think this is the biggest tester for Script Ranch in terms of the, an undefeated season in Patrick Henry. And we'll see if the Patrick Henry uh, plays spoiler to Script Ranch's uh, City League Championship quest. You pull out another one? You got one more for me? Yeah, I can, I can go through the list and uh, and find a couple more here. I really like the um, Steel Cannon at Grossmont game, too. And I'm going to tell you right now, I think Steel Cannon's on upset watch. I like the Grossmont Foothillers in this game. Uh, it's a three-point spread, according to Cal Prep. Steel Canyon coming in uh, is projected to win 31-28. I, I think the Foothillers get it done. I think they beat Steel Canyon and you know open up for a potential uh, tri-champion back-to-back years <laughs> in the Grossmont League. Hey, I got a question for you here. We got about a minute to go on this show. Elion Noah, the great running back out there at Helix, going to be out the remainder of the year. He had uh, foot surgery last week. What do you do with him on the All-CIF team this year? I'm voting for him for All-CIF Player of the Year. I'm going to tell you that right now because it doesn't really matter uh, that he got hurt. I don't care if he missed half the season. He's the best player in San Diego. It's not even a question. He's the best player on one of the best teams here um, in San Diego, and he deserves that award. And last year, you know, he he probably didn't get uh, a lot of votes for that award because they wanted to get it to a senior. They got it to Sean Poma. Uh, and then, of course, Jamal McClendon won the Silver Pigskin uh, Award. But I'm going to tell you right now, El Elion Noah is the best player in San Diego right now. It's not even a contest, and it doesn't matter that he got hurt this season because if he was healthy the whole season, we, we would be uh, talking about him each and every week. He's a difference maker. He keeps teams in games. I'm telling you, he's the most feared offensive player of any team that faces Helix this season, um, and it's a, it's a shame that we don't get to watch him play the rest of his senior year. And I'll tell you this, and I couldn't agree with you more, but I, it'll be interesting. Uh, hopefully you and I are able to be at the All-CIF meeting because we are voting members, and hopefully it's at a time where we're not on the air. Uh, but uh, I know we'll probably hear some resistance on that, but uh, the, the fact is uh, the fact. I mean, when he was in there, 
Uh, they beat the two uh, best teams uh, aside from Helix in the county at that point in time. And uh, we saw last year when he wasn't on the field what Helix was like. Yeah, absolutely. We saw him again. We saw him uh, a little injured against Eastlake and, and St. Augustine in the uh, final two games of their season. Uh, he's a big difference maker, and, and when he's healthy, he is tough to stop, and they're tough to beat. Uh, Braden, great job. Uh, look forward to visiting with you tomorrow at Valley Center. we got the big ball game tomorrow night. I want to thank everyone for uh, tuning in. I want to thank uh, Coach uh, Boardman from Escondido, Coach Gilster from Valley Center, uh, Tim Estes, the head coach Santana, his quarterback Nathan Temple, his defensive end running back, uh, Brooks Mutar uh, joining us tonight in studio. For Braden Soprano, Coach John Conter, we'll hit the airwaves tomorrow from Valley Center at A1 Irrigation up in Valley Center. We'll be on from 12 to 3, and then, of course, we got the ball game tomorrow night at 7 o'clock, Escondido and uh, Valley Center right here on 97.3, the fan and uh, the radio.com app. Until 12 tomorrow afternoon, Coach John Conter for Braden Soprano. Have a great night, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to 97.3, the fan. Good night. Bye-bye. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 